1: Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and your terrorist therapist. Well, Iran is the big boy when it comes to terrorism, and the winds of war seem to be blowing. Uh, As I'm speaking, each one, Iran and the U.S., are blaming each other for being the aggressor. And um, it's really, there is intelligence that is showing that Iran has been preparing for war and that um, it is because they are pretty angry (laughs) about the sanctions that have been applied. Now, um, as you may know, uh, it was fairly recently that Trump announced that we are withdrawing from the Iran nuclear deal by we, the US, Uh, This was a deal that was made in 2015 with seven countries after two years of squabbling. This was Obama's uh, brainchild. And um, I remember I watched at the time, I watched the congressional hearing when Netanyahu from Israel came to Congress and explained why we shouldn't enter the treaty. But did that stop Obama? No. Um... Now, so since we are uh, withdrawing from the treaty, the other countries, however, the European countries, the countries that are still in it, are um, are have still are still staying in it for for now. Along with Iran, Iran is staying with these other countries, and um, what you know what the the, the Iran nuclear deal said uh, in a nutshell was that we restricted or it restricted the nuclear ambitions of Iran for 10 years, possibly longer, in exchange for um, taking out, ending the sanctions against Iran. Now, this was a hugely bad idea from the get-go, and I have always questioned Obama's getting us into this deal, and lots of things that Obama did to make us more vulnerable to terrorists in general. I think there is no other president in the whole history of the US, um, even in these later years where terrorism was uh, even more of an obvious threat, who made us as vulnerable to terrorists as Obama. Now, whether um, that has to do with his childhood roots, in uh as a muslim or um and again not all muslims are terrorists i always feel like i have to say that clearly i am not saying that all muslims are terrorists however obama's family and background and so on Um, you know was rather unique and he went to he went to Muslim schools Um, he he, you know yes he changed he converted to Christianity but I don't you know it's kind of like you can take the (laughs) girl the New York out of the you can take the girl out of New York but you can't take the New York out of the girl. And that's kind of what I say for myself for why 9-11 has made me become the terrorist therapist and try to help people cope with terrorism. But I digress. So let me get back to Obama. Um, So since we, uh, since Trump uh, withdrew us, then the, uh, this meant that the sanctions that had been withdrawn before restricted, I mean, um, uh, ended before because of the, 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 Uh, nuclear deal. They are now reimposed and they are stringent sanctions on Iran. And that the point of them, of course, is to get them to not um, continue as they have been doing. And there has been intelligence before this, before, you know, these current uh, winds of war, uh, there has been intelligence showing that Iran really wasn't paying attention (laughs) to the nuclear deal in the first place. And like, duh, who makes a deal whether it's selling a car you know used car deal or um any kind of deal with someone um, a person or a country or an organization who you know from their from past experience lies to you and who has told you to your face that they want to destroy you. That was Iran. Iran has made no bones about wanting to destroy the West and particularly the US and Israel, of course. So the deal was founded on a very faulty premise because you can only have a deal of any sort when you have two people who are coming from a sincere place, a truthful place. And so it was, it was a mistake, a big mistake from the beginning. So what is happening now? Um, first of all, um, the uh, Iran, just to kind of give a little background, Um, Yes, you may well know these things, but just to give a background, um, Iran is the biggest funder of terrorism, providing equipment, weapons, um, and um, all kinds of information, um, education, and so on for terrorists. And it gives sanctuary to terrorists. And it has little... um, offshoots. It supports these offshoots. It's not just Iran itself, but it um, supports offshoots like Hezbollah in Lebanon, Hamas in Gaza, and other Palestinian groups like the Islamic Jihad and uh, the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. And um, Iran calls them national liberation movements and they claim uh, that they are acting in self-defense in the face of Israeli military occupation. Well, the only problem with that is that it was Israeli land to begin with. It wasn't occupying their land, but that's where they disagree. Um, now, it, an interesting. there are all these little interesting aspects of this. Well, first of all, you may have heard that the US has asked for a withdrawal of non-essential staff from Iraq because of the concern that um, Iran is, has been arming itself. Um, you may have seen some video uh, of the troops in Iran, uh, marching troops in, in camouflage uniforms. I mean, that in itself is pretty scary. Uh, and then of course, there are, there's video of uh, missiles and other weapons that Iran has been seen to um, be deploying or getting ready to deploy um, and those two are rather scary the um, UK has raised the threat level for personnel in Iraq Saudi Arabia Kuwait other places other in the area and this is for military and diplomatic staff in the region so just like the US you know is asking people to uh, to leave the area where they are in danger. The UK is doing the same. And um, all in all, you know, it looks like there's a bit of a ramping up. However, Trump is saying, and um, I'm, it's clearly, um, you know, he's not looking for war in Iran. Uh, and when asked about if he's planning on going to war in Iran, he has said just uh, the other day, I hope not. So, um, you know, and the idea of why are we sending uh, our troops and our missiles and so on, our um, weapons to that area, I mean, really the main point at this point in any case is to show Iran that we're not kidding, that we're not afraid of them and that we are not, um, and that they had better not plan to or, or actually... Uh, go any further take any further steps to um to attack and of course you know and and also i wanted to say that where do we get uh all of this information about what's happening in iran well yes uh, presumably there are um american uh, uh investigators for in in order to avoid saying spies but there are american people who are uh, indeed there you know, looking out for America to see what Iran is doing. But it is well known that it is Israel who has um, the best spy, let's just say, uh, network, and and of course they're there, so it is even easier for them to watch what is going on in Iran. So, and of course, Israel is closer than the US, and yes, they would probably be the first target So when we come back, we'll talk more about this, the winds of war that are blowing uh, in Iran, and um, also what impact this is having on us psychologically. So ask yourself about that during the break.
0: You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned, and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. This is Renegade Talk Radio Renegade Talk Radio Now back to the terrorist therapist show On Renegade Talk Radio With your host, Dr. Carol
1: Welcome back to the terrorist therapist show uh, When we left And today, all together We are talking about Are we headed for war with Iran? Now, um <sighs> You know, there's been war in all these other countries in the Middle East, um, and notably, you know, fighting terrorists, and terrorists who were, uh, who have been supported by Iran. There, with money, with weapons, with um, emotional support, uh, all kinds of things, education, training the terrorists, and so on. But now where the question is, are we going to actually fight with the big boy, the, uh, Sort of the monster Iran was send, sending out. It was like a like an octopus, you know, if you can think of it that way. That Iran is an octopus. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> sending out its tentacles. I know I, this is this is gallows humor, folks. For those of you who are wondering why I am laughing about the possibility of a war with Iran, and believe me, I'm not laughing about that real possibility, but but. Um, you know, sometimes the one way actually to be, to cope, uh, with something really scary is humor, gallows humor. So that's what this is. So Iran is an octopus. It's been sending out tentacles to these other countries in terms, in the form of terrorists, Hezbollah, Hamas, Palestinian groups, like what I was talking about before. And, um, and now we have gotten, or we are surrounding, um, The head of the octopus, and there is something you know uh, uh, thrilling on the the one hand. You know, there's something sort of um, uh, exciting about it, but there is something super scary about confronting the head of an octopus. You know, in terms of war, and uh, hopefully, you know, I think um, hopefully it won't actually get as far as an all out war, Trump has said he doesn't want that, but it's not just up to Trump, <laughs> you know, it's up to Iran and Iran has made it quite clear for a very long time that um, just like the terrorists who are the tentacles of the, op- of the octopus, you know, uh, terrorists want to destroy the West and particularly the US and particularly Israel, um, Iran is the force behind that. So they have made it clear what their intentions are, which is why, as I was saying earlier, the um, nuclear deal with Iran was formulated on a very bad premise, the premise that Iran was, <laughs> was going to say, oh, we were only kidding about wanting to destroy you. No, no, we, we don't want to destroy you. We're going to stop uh, building our nuclear weapons. We, yes, we, you know, and, and we're afraid of your sanctions. And um, so meanwhile, we have been giving Iran, I don't even know, I mean, I don't know the exact amount, but an amazing amount of money, let's just say that, um, because of of ending the sanctions, and they have used this money, it's kind of like the situation with North Korea, you end sanctions on a country, and they use that money that they um, now can make um, to to, for nuclear weapons. Um, You know, they typically starve their people, but then they use whatever money they can make during this time um, to, to fuel their nuclear ambitions. So it's, Iran was not kidding when they were saying that they want to wipe America and the West uh, and Israel off the earth. So um, there are some interesting aspects of this, like uh, in the well, the whole thing is interesting, but um, there a newspaper in Saudi Arabia has um, been writing about how they are trying to get the U.S. to make surgical strokes, stri- I'm sorry, make surgical strikes on Iran and to bomb Iran to curb the Islamic Republic's increased. What they're saying is increased regional belligerence because Iran has attacked Saudi Arabia's oil infrastructure. Iran made bombing attacks on two of Saudi Arabia's tanks, tankers, and they made drone attacks on pumping stations. And all in all, they are trying to, you know, keep their dominance, uh, become more dominant and keep their dominance in the region Iran is. And so they are a threat to Saudi Arabia and uh, Saudi Arabia would love it (laughs) if the U.S. uh, would attack Iran and weaken Iran so that uh, Iran would no longer be able to attack Saudi Arabia. You know, that's the thing with the Middle East. There are all these um, intricate relationships, complex relationships amongst the countries and America comes in and, you know, um, we're kind of in the middle of it, uh, whether you think that we should have gone in after nine eleven or not. The point is that um, we are kind of it's sort of a uh, a spider's web or a mess. I'm thinking well, all these animal metaphors are coming to me today um, in any case. Um, Would war, one question we need to ask ourselves, and I'm sure that uh, Washington is asking itself, would war on Iran stop terrorism? Now, it would um, temporarily decrease the funding for terrorism because uh, although, you know, Iran, thinking of Iran as the number one terrorist, but I mean, it would decrease the funding towards these offshoots Um, but, uh, these, you know, the other terrorist organizations, perhaps, but it would increase the motivation of, uh, terrorists of these offshoot terrorist organizations. And, um, you know, it would be like lighting a fire under all these little guys, all all these, uh, these, um, these tentacles, uh, to be more motivated to, wreak more destruction on the US. And um so but you know would it be worth it if we if we attacked Iran the uh the head the, the you know the uh, the force underneath all these other uh terrorist groups would then that be worth it if we were able to bomb them into oblivion. Again, um I don't like the idea of, you know, I mean, do we need to bomb them into oblivion? I mean, the idea of peace is wonderful. Uh, when I hear myself saying like the something like that, bomb some country into oblivion, it's like, what am I saying? But on the other hand, you know, when you think about that, the the state, stated and restated goals of Iran, maybe that is what we should be doing. Now, of course. Another interesting force, another someone putting her two cents in, although unfortunately it's a lot more than two cents. Um, But Ilhan Omar, of course, is claiming that the U.S. is making up excuses to attack Iran. Uh, She, as you know, um, is, of course, the number one in in Congress. I have talked a lot about in previous um, podcasts, about how the danger of Ilhan Omar, but it's no wonder that she is taking the side of Iran um, because you know basically she is on the side of the Palestinians and uh, against Israel and even against the U.S. Uh, although yes, that is uh, you know I know that that's heresy to say such a thing, but one has to question. I don't want to say it like. One has to question her remarks? I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it quite as, um, quite as what uh, as a statement of fact. But certainly the things that she has been saying in Congress, you have to wonder about her allegiance. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, now let's see, um, the the intelligence that the U.S. has had, and and as I was saying, also intelligence from Israel has um, ha- revealed that Iran was getting ready um, to uh, to um, promulgate an attack in the region and um, that is why the US military asked for forces to be sent there in other words it was Iran being the aggressor that um, caused the um, our military, the U.S. military, I shouldn't say our because I know this podcast is being listened to all over the world. So the American military um, was asked for forces to come into the region because of what the intelligence was saying in terms of what Iran was doing. So when we come back, I will talk more about that and also get to the psychological reactions that you may be having um, at, the, at the idea of finally getting to the head of the octopus or the head of the monster, so stay tuned.
0: You've been listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned, and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Now back to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host. Dr. Carroll.
1: Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about are we headed for war with Iran? And uh, there is no, as you've been hearing, there is no absolute answer that I can give you. Certainly, both sides are gearing up, I will say that. Um, But America doesn't want a war with Iran. And um, there is a question as to whether Iran would win such a war, but, you know, um, Iran doesn't have to be convinced that they will win in order to uh, start to fight. And, um, and in fact, uh, you know, it's been um, said by some military people who pointed out that it's a home game for Iran, and it's an away game for us. In other words, it's on their territory, if you want to think of it like uh, football uh, or basketball, you know, home teams always have the advantage because they are in a comfortable um, place. And, um, and, and also they have more people on their side shouting encouragement at their home game. So um, we don't have many people shouting encouragement in the Middle East for us. Uh, Fortunately, we have our, our biggest ally, of course, is Israel. And, you know, we have Saudi Arabia wanting us to get into the fight, as I was just talking about. But, um, but we have to bring all of our supplies, all of our weapons and all of that, whereas Iran has everything at their fingertips, literally. So they have um, seen, the intelligence has shown us, that there are 500,000, half a million Iranian troops marching, getting ready for war against us. And if you haven't seen it already, I suggest, unless, um, although there should be a warning, you know, uh, it is kind of frightening. uh, If you look up videos on, if you Google videos, or maybe you've already seen them in the news, um, these... Iranian troops marching in lockstep, uh, five hundred thousand of them in camouflage gear and um, you know getting ready to with weapons, of course, getting ready to fight. They looked very serious now the u s so far has brought one hundred and twenty thousand uh, troops, which is not an, not a small amount but you know one hundred and twenty thousand against five hundred thousand. And of course, that's why military people are saying that uh, our, the war would not be so much as a, um, for us, it wouldn't be um, as much troop against troop, you know, soldier against soldier, but um, more air forces and and uh, naval forces and that kind of thing. But still, um, still it's a home game for them and, um, and an away game for us, There's, there are still limits. So um, now the, it, it's been our, our presence there, our weapons and our troops are mainly to deter Iran from going forward in uh, a war, you know, showing them that we're not just gonna sit at home and hope that Iran doesn't do something, but showing that we are serious. And in fact, and part of this also is because from the history of how Iran has been in the past towards the U.S., um, there is a history where Iran has been emboldened by perceived weakness in its enemies, the U.S. or other enemies. So that's another reason why we have brought weapons and troops uh, to the area of Iran. And also, um, another reason why Iran is doing this is to, even if they don't actually fire a weapon, they are hoping to uh, provoke political dissension in the U.S., which of course these days is not very difficult to provoke um, because there is already more than enough. But you know, this is going to, um, I mean, when Trump took us out of the nuclear deal with Iran, there was, um, of course, dissension in Washington, people saying that that was a mistake and so on. Of course, these people are now are, you know, saying, yes, we told you it was a mistake. It doesn't mean it was a mistake, you know, um, because again, there has been these, uh, this intelligence that um, Iran has forces moving towards, well, building, first the main thing is building their nuclear arsenal. Um, They they have not stopped. They have somehow, I mean, you know, even people, uh, forces, I mean, people who have gone in to see what Iran is doing, um, they show them to different, to places where they were doing, uh, building nuclear arms, but there are other places. Iran is huge. the forces UN or otherwise can't go in to detect that there are no uh, nuclear arms being built or developed um, anywhere in Iran. There, there aren't enough people to, to cover Iran and check under, even underground that there aren't people working on building nuclear weapons. So it was an impossibility from the beginning with this nuclear deal to actually make sure that it, it happened you know, that they were being honest about not building nuclear weapons. And so we see the, the missiles, the, the people um, that Iran is build, is, is um, pushing towards the front. Um, and also, they are giving instructions to their proxies, to their, you know, terrorist organizations, um, which really, of course, adds to the threat against the U.S., that it isn't just Iran itself, but all these people, these terrorists in the Middle East, who are being urged on by Iran. Um, to, if, if Iran attacks, it's all these other terrorist groups who are going to be attacking as well. So what does this mean in terms of your psyche? Well, um, you know, it is a little more... Uh, frightening in the sense that while there was this treaty, even though um, it was giving us a false sense of confidence, false sense of security, we could at least look at that and say, ah, they're not going to do anything for 10 years. Um, So we don't really have to worry. And now that the drums are beating a little louder, um, it is a little scarier. So what should you do? This is all about, you know, this is what my terrorist therapist is all about kind of besides uh, interpreting uh, what's going on from a psychological point of view, it is also to tell you in general, not just uh, about Iran, because I've been telling people this uh, since 9-11, basically, that the time, perhaps this will provoke people in the U.S. and, you know, to, and in the West, to take, um, to, to, To believe more that there is more of an imminent threat, and to take action. I have been saying all along that the action that you need to be taking, uh, even since 9-11, I mean not waiting for Iran to get angry, but even since 9-11, the action you need to be taking every day, every day um, is not going out and buying face masks, but it is going out and building your resilience and the resilience of your children. It means uh, making yourself stronger psychologically and physically to um, withstand the stress of all of this. If you don't think that you're, I mean, I I asked you to think during the breaks how you're feeling about this, uh, the you know the drumbeat of war with Iran getting a little louder, and again, although Trump does not want it, if Iran um, starts, you know it's just one person, one side has can has to start it, and if Iran um, starts it, then we will have no other choice but to fight back. So what does this mean? It means doing building yourself up psychologically and physically, and your children psychologically and ph- physically with every day. Habits. Uh, first of all, on a physical note, going to the to your doctor, checking yourself out, having you know that uh, annual physical that everyone puts off or most people put off, uh, it would be time to actually do it now to make sure that there isn't something um, in your body that needs treatment so that you can uh, be stronger and not let it continue on, and then. Um, also, uh, psychologically, well, besides that, exercise and getting enough sleep every night, which means eight hours, and um, and uh, building, treating whatever you know might is is a, everybody has parts in their body genetically, and then also from what you've done to your body with junk food and so on uh, over the years, and not doing enough exercise. Everybody has parts in their body that are weaker than other parts. So you need to build up those parts, figure out, find out what they are and build them up. But on a psychological level, um, everybody has weaker parts too, for that matter, things that make them, um, perhaps you already have some depression or anxiety, or, um, and of course, you know, I, I always say that we all have some anxiety, at least uh, as a as a remnant of 9-11. Um, and so, you know, whatever other, perhaps you're OCD or have obsessive compulsive personality disorder, or you have a phobia or you have, um, you know, there are lots of you just look at the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual 5, uh, which gives all the diagnoses that psychiatrists can diagnose people with. And you will see all kinds of things that you could potentially have. Anyhow, you need to figure out what you might have. And of course, you know, of course, going to a psychiatrist or a psychologist to try to fix them, uh, if it's a serious kind of problem, would be useful. But you don't have to, but if it's not that serious, if it's not interfering with your work or social life, then you can do things yourself. And the main number one thing that you need to do, everybody, you know, regardless of whether or not you have any kind of diagnosis, everybody needs to do things on a daily, daily basis to decrease stress. From, um, you know, aromatherapy candles in every room, to flowers or plants in every room, to listening to new age kinds of music or classical music, going to concerts of those kinds of music, to, I have a, in my book, yes, shameless plug, in my book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. I give 88 things that families can do to help their kids build resilience, but it's also to help the adults build resilience. And, um, and then I, for the children's part of the book, I have 10 more things that children can do on their own to build resilience. And these are the kinds of things that you need to be doing on a daily basis to, um, to make sure that the stress that you're having right now from hearing about this doesn't build, and in fact decreases as we continue on this questionable march, this, you know, this march without a, a, without anyone knowing the ending right now as to what's going to happen with this, with these winds of wars, which way the winds of war with Iran are going to blow. So thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and wanna build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient
0: We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.